Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. This podcast is brought to you by Anchor. Are you thinking about doing your own podcast, but you don't know how? Well, have you heard about Anchor? It's actually the platform that I'm hosting through this right now. And yes, it's free. Not only is it free, it's super easy to use. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And you can even add any song from Spotify directly to your episodes. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and so much more. It's really that easy. And guess what? You can actually make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. That's a big deal. So it's really everything you need in one place to make an amazing podcast. All you have to do is download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. The wall and the wall isn't like this type of wall. It's like a thin little metal wall and you just hit it. Boom. And you hear the shit reverberating and you hear him. Ah, ah. And you hear the last eyes going like, ah, ah, like, you know what I'm saying? And then He's dead. The next morning, they put a yellow tape in front of his fucking cell, and we went on about our day. How did they get away with shit like this? Yo, man. In five, four, three, two, one. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Genius Brain Podcast. We, of course, have a returning guest. We got the man himself, China Mac, over here just beating people's asses. <laughs> <laughs> now nah, you being people's asses. Nah, just, man. It's, it's funny. I'm protecting myself. <laughs> We were just talking about this because I was on, um, you know, you know, I'm always watching your shit all the time. Right. And I see on YouTube, you calling out somebody from No Jumper, which is fucking crazy. Like, it's, it's, it's so interesting to me when I see that shit in a good way, because I do appreciate people be, being called out for their shit. Uh-huh. Right. Because a lot of the times it doesn't happen now. And usually it kind of just stays online with just words. People just talk all wild and nothing else happens. And I think, you know, people get really, really comfortable with that type of behavior. So like when I was like watching it, I, I didn't get like the whole glimpse of what happened, but why don't you break, break it down for like what the fuck was happening since it was on your YouTube? Yeah. So it's been a, it's been a crazy uh, couple of days in LA. Uh, it's definitely been kind of crazy. So basically about like, you know, uh, them like a little closer, a month, uh, basically about a month ago when I was out here last time, um, I met, uh, I met AD from No Jumper. And, um, you know, we were talking and, you know, he said he, he, he messed with Mac Eats 
And I'm like, oh, yeah. I was like, you should come on my show, you know, like, you, let's do something. And he was like, yeah, you know, like, um, I, uh, I love food or whatever. So I started thinking about, you know, what we could do. And then I came up, you know, I'm, I'm, and I'm not saying that by any means, like I'm the first food show guy or I'm the gatekeeper to the food shows on YouTube. But it was something that y'all discussed. Or I'm not like, you know, the idea of rich, like, like cheap food and expensive food. Like, that's not new. I'm not claiming that to be mom. But if it's something we spoke about and something that, you know, I said that, hey, we should do this. And then you go next month and I, you don't answer my phone calls. He didn't answer my texts. He didn't answer my calls. Um, he, And then I'm scrolling and I see that, you know, he has a show, like a food show now. And the food and his first show was what? What we talked about. So I'm just immediately, I'm just I just felt disrespected. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I felt I felt violated. I felt cheated. And I could have just I was trying to call him and text him, but you know, I found out that I didn't the number that I had wasn't the same number or he changed numbers or something like that. And um um coincidentally, he the number he had in mind. I changed it too, you know. Mm, so, okay. um, so I guess he, I was hitting him and he was hitting me, but I'm, t- I'm DMing him too. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, I didn't get no answer. But then he said that. Oh, so let me finish. I, I so I, I'm hitting him up, and then um, I didn't get no response. So I'm just like, he's this guy's ghosting me. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, and I felt violated. So it was I had two options. I had like whether I just, either I just don't say nothing and just chalk it up. You know what I'm saying? Or I, uh, you know, approach him whenever I see him. But then whenever I see him, he's going to be with people and et cetera. And is, I, I, you know what I mean? I, I don't think it would really work out, you know, too much. So I was just like, let me just get it out the way now. So I just, since I can't get a hold of you, I know how to get a hold of you. I'm going to just talk on the internet, you know? And then I spoke on the internet and he responded immediately. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. And then... You know, I was like, you know what? I mean, you know, I still feel some certain way. You ain't apologizing nothing. You saying you ain't do it. So I, I want to fight. I, I want to fade. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And um, you know, what's crazy is I, I met him in person, right? But I just, it didn't really register in my mind how big this <laughs> motherfucking guy was. Yeah. This guy's a big guy. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. Like, he's definitely like two of me, maybe two and a half of me. Like he's taller than me by like you know he's probably like six four six five. God damn! I'm six one. I'm not a small guy, but I'm six one. But he's like big, like, big, like bouncer big. You yeah. know what I mean? So I, once I'm standing like once I'm walking <laughs> up to him, I'm like, damn. You know how when you start walking from afar, you yeah, walk in building and building gets bigger like, and bigger. Hold on, bro. Like, yeah. what is going on? Did he grow since yeah. the last time I saw him? It's like some Mario mushrooms and shit. Yeah, <laughs> man. And then um, shout out to my guy Nam uh from Hollow Tips. He uh he reached out to me and was like, yo, you know, like, you know, this this could get a little tricky, you know, because he is gang affiliated and all of that, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, by you doing that, it was kind of like you know, that's not how we handle things in L.A. Mm. So I was just like, all right, well, it's done already. You know what I'm saying? So then he was like, all right, but you're going to have to give him the fade. I was like, all right, fuck it. We could give him the fade. I, I give it to him. I, I, you know what I'm saying? I feel like that should, I feel like that's what's needed at this point, at this particular point. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like, in my mind, I feel like 
if you let somebody disrespect you, you know, other people are going to, he's going to talk about it. Other people, he, his people will know about it. And then they're going to talk about it. And then there's a closed knit circle of people. So everybody's going to just start saying, oh, mm-hmm. you know, you can just, you know, whatever. And I, I don't really want that, that tag on me. You know what I'm saying? So I was just like, all right, let's just do it. Let's, let's just fight. You know what I mean? Because it's just fighting. It's not like we're going to be shooting at each other, killing each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's a fight, you know? Um, and so we agreed to do it and we did it yesterday. And you squashed it. Everything's good. Yeah, we definitely squashed it. Uh, you know, we came to the conclusion that it was a misunderstanding or, you know, whatever. I'm going to just leave it like that. You know what I mean? That's yeah. what it is. We, I got what I had to get off of my chest and I'm good with that now. You know what I'm saying? That's crazy, man. Like, it, it's funny because like, you know, I was mentioning to you before, a lot of people don't function like that where, you know, uh, words get said and then there's no follow through. Right. Right. It happens a lot now. Yeah, it's it's very, very fucking common, right? So especially on YouTube. Yeah, a hundred percent, you know. And um it's interesting though, like cause I, I think you definitely had a lot more to risk because you're not from here, right? Yeah. Like you no. have no affiliations here at all whatsoever. Yeah. <laughs> so no. that was a fucking big risk. Yeah. Yeah. So for you, like what made you what made you still do it? Is it because you already put it out there and you just didn't want that disrespect? Yeah, well, I I mean, I kinda like, you know, I I, I I knew that it wouldn't, I mean, at least in my mind, I figured it, w- it wouldn't get crazy. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, I know people, he knows people. It's not like, he of course knows more people out here than me, but I know some some hitters out here too. You know what I'm saying? So I know that it's, it's mutual, like, you know what I mean? So I, I know I knew that it wouldn't really get, you know, too crazy too like crazy. that. And I don't have a game with me, so we ain't got to, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? It's just... You know, so I figured that, you know, um, it was just something I felt like I needed to do. I mean, not not for anything else because nobody knew about it. It wasn't yeah, like yeah. it was all broadcasted on the internet or whatever, but I just felt slighted. I felt like, you know, and I felt like because for some whatever reason, he he felt like it, it was okay to do that to me. And I didn't feel like it was okay. So, you know, we gonna, we gonna do it like men. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And that, that is how I feel sometimes. You know, we need to get respect and a dis- different type of respect. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, uh, a respect from in, in the streets is different than respect, like, you know, somewhere else, like in an office or something, you know? Well, that's the hard part, too. I think when sometimes people on YouTube, they forget how different worlds can be, right? So sometimes they'll place their opinions on things of a situation or world that they don't fucking know about, right? right? So they'll say things like, why would you do that? It's like, well, because you don't function in this world. People function differently. Right. Right. Like respect is given and, yeah. and taken away in, in different types of ways. Like it's not, it's not your world. Right. So your opinion here does, wouldn't get me anywhere. Right. <laughs> you know? Right. Yeah. So it's easy to be like, oh, that's so childish. You know what I'm saying? But, um, you know, that's your world. That's how you live in your bubble. You know what I'm saying? But that's not what happens where I live and where I where I where I like, you know, spend my time and do my business and you know, um, yeah. So I just felt like it was something that I I I wanted to do, you know, and we did it. And um, you know, shout out to A D, shout out to him, you know, like we we shook hands, uh, we had dinner after like me and Nam and all of us, we went out and had some dinner and it was just, you know, sometimes yo, listen. People look at fighting like, like, oh my God, like that's the last thing, like, <laughs> yeah. you know, but 
you know, I'm gonna keep it real, man. Some of the people, some of my the people that I spoke, I still speak to, we had fights with each other in the beginning. Like, you know what I mean? One of my closest friends out here right now, you know, I met him when he was my bunkie and we had a fight. And mm. in, 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 when we was in prison, uh, we was in the same cell together. He was like, he he like I was on the bottom bunk and he took like I came back, he took my bottom bunk. Like you're not sleeping down here no more. You're sleeping. And I was there first. Mm. All of my stuff was there. He just moved all of my stuff to the top and like was sleeping on the bottom. So I was, and then he, I was like, yo, that's my bed. And he, he said, he looked at me and um, he was like, it's my bed now. And he just turned his, like he rolled over. Like you ain't shit. Right. Yeah. Right. I pulled his ass right out the bed. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. We started fighting, you know what I mean? Right there. You know what I mean? But he was, again, he was bigger than me. He was like, you know, so I guess he felt like he could just do that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? He beat me up. You know, we was in the cell. We couldn't really move and shit. So he, I, I pulled him out the bed, started punching him. But he got up and then, you know, like I lost that fight. But, you know, I, I didn't lose the respect. You know what I'm saying? Like I gained the respect. And we never moved out of that bunk bed. Like we... We stayed there after mm-hmm. that. You know what I'm saying? So it was like, you know, um, and then we started respecting each other. Like, you know, I, I lost that fight, but he he had a, you know what I mean? He had something too. Like he knew that I, I was going to fight. You know what I'm saying? So, um, you know. I think that's the hard part too when, um, sometimes when I explain to like listeners about like how you grow up also predicates how you deal with situations. Right. Right. Um. Like if you if you guys kind of grew up in any type of neighborhood where there wasn't a lot of money, it's kind of hood, it's a little ghetto. Usually what happens is if somebody picks on you, they take your shit, they're going to continue to take from you constantly. Right. Because you're an easy target. Um, yeah, you might get your ass beat if you stand up or whatever, whatnot, but you got to stand your ground at a certain point, right? Or it just happens over and over and over again. Right. And I used to see that shit all the time growing up as a kid. Right. It's like some of these kids, like they would just let people continually take from them. Right. And there's a certain point where you just got to stand up for yourself and do some shit. I mean, obviously, within a modicum of shit, if somebody's gonna, got a gun to your fucking head. I don't suggest you, you know, but I'm talking about situations like that. Right. It's like you guys can scrap it out and see what happens. And even in this case, too, you might lose, you might win, but you might gain some respect. I'm not saying it works in everybody's world, but you have to look at it through a very specific lens. And I think sometimes it's hard for people who haven't, you know, you know, walked a mile in your shoes. Right. And they kind of see that they go, why don't you just let him have the bottom bunk because it's just, it doesn't end there. You know? Right. Like if I let him have the bottom bunk, then, you know what I'm saying? Next thing you know, I'm going to be fucking washing his underwear and fucking like, you know, doing whatever the fuck. Like, nah, you like you can't, you know, see, this is the thing. A lot of people, maybe a lot of people that's watching this hasn't come from that like, you know, environment. Right. But sometimes that environment bleeds into your environment. So then what do you do then? Right. Mm-hmm. And um, so it, it's it's just better to like have that kind of uh, skill set or like, you know, I don't, would it be skills or would it be have that type of mind frame too um, within your thinking? Because, you know, um, and, and this is something that I wanted to talk about, too. Like it's something that, you know, us as Asians, we don't we don't teach our children that, mm-hmm. you know, what I'm saying we don't we haven't been taught that like. You know, the same thing we're talking about. Sometimes you have to fight for your respect. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes 
You know, when some you just there's certain things you just can't allow somebody to do to you. You know what I'm saying? It's not like we're glorifying violence either. We're talking about like situational things. Right. You know, know? and sometimes you have to stand up for yourself. Sometimes and 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 it starts with the parents. It it starts with the parents teaching um the kids that. And we haven't been taught that. So so our generation, most of our generation, Asian people in America, has been like, you know, has been taught not to do that. So it's it's important for us, our generation, to teach our children, hey, not not to behave like animals or anything like that. But you know, when 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 you are around some some wolves and some some you you know you you know how to handle yourself, like you know yeah. what I'm saying. I, I I always tell it like this: it's like maybe not in if you guys you might be thinking, oh, you're saying I should always like throw fists. No, it's called like setting boundaries, right? And I think a lot of the times, too, people forget to set boundaries, like hey. This is where I draw the line. Right. You, you can't step over this fucking line. Or it's yeah, gonna be a, lot, a, a lot of a lot of people aren't a lot of people feel like they are uh, they're uncomfortable with that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But you're gonna have to deal with that uncomfortable uncomfortability, or else you're gonna get more uncomfortable. Like it's just gonna come with more uncomfortability. You know what I'm saying? Versus just checking something like, you know, in the beginning. You know what I'm saying? Kind of, you know, a lot of times it doesn't even have to get there. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? You just have to show that. You're not with it. You I know? mean, we talked about the story too on this podcast where, you know, there was a guy who came in and, you know, we're sparring with a bunch of friends and we always go really light, very technical. Yeah, your head might bop back a little bit, but there's going to be no teeth knocked out, no black eyes because it's very, it's like technical sparring. The guy comes in and my buddies talked about this on the podcast too because they've never seen me angry. I don't get angry like that. Like there's right. no point. Like I'm a yeah. very jolly fucking guy. Uh-huh, all the time. Yeah, and the guy yeah. comes in and then we kind of, we know we tap gloves real light and I'm throwing light. And he throws a haymaker on me, bam. And I just see stars, right? And then after that, I just went red. And I just beat the brakes off this fool for the next like 20 minutes. And everybody was telling me, hey, we're good. I was like, no, I'm not good. Because he has to learn. You can't just fucking do that to me. Because I already know like he may not be doing it. You beat him for 20 minutes? No, for a good, no, for like 20 seconds. <laughs> I wish it was 20 minutes. 20 minutes? No. What the hell? No, it was through the whole round. I just beat the brakes off this guy, right. right? And it wasn't because I was trying to be tough or anything else like that. Is that... I knew what his objective was. It was, I'm going to come in, I'm going to knock out this YouTuber, I'm going to make some content off of this shit, and then that was going to be his medal for the day. But it's like, if I let him do that, I guarantee you there would have been a clip recorded the next day and it would have been posted up. But you didn't see any recording, did you? Because he got his ass beat, right? right? He wasn't going to post that, right? And, you know, this is like in terms of just like the, the, in in this type of cases where I kind of use an example of, where I set the boundary. It's like, you can't just do that to me, right? Like I'm a, I'm a very nice guy. I'm very accommodating, all that other stuff, but you can't sock me in my fucking face like that and then you just walk away, right? Somebody's going to get hurt. Even if I lose, right? I'm okay with it. Right. But at the end of the day, I have to set that boundary. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp, my lovely genius farts. People don't always realize that physical symptoms like headaches, teeth grinding, and even digestive issues can be indicators of stress. And let's not forget about doom scrolling, sleeping too little, sleeping too much, under eating, and overeating. Stress shows up in all kinds of ways, my friends. So here's your reminder to take care of yourself and do less and maybe try some therapy, my friends. Therapy has helped me so much, and I'm going to keep on harping about this because it's been my savior. Uh, I've tried focusing on my physical health only, and that didn't work because my mental health was in shambles. And, you know, working with BetterHelp has been a godsend. 
A BetterHelp is customized online therapy, people, and it offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's a lot more affordable than in-person therapy, so give it a try and see if online therapy can help lower your stress. Genius Brain listeners get 10% off their first month at BetterHelp.com slash Genius. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P.com slash Genius. Right. You know, and it doesn't have to be in this type of sense, too. It could be when people are, you know, I don't know, like in a dinner situation, somebody starts talking all crazy. You can take them aside like, hey, you got to cut that shit out. Right. Even that's a way of setting boundaries without having to go through violence. But a lot of people are scared to do that because it makes them feel uncomfortable. But it has to start somewhere. You have right. to have some bit of self-respect to make sure that this person understands who you are. Mm-hmm. And I think for a lot of young kids, it's super hard because I used to have trouble with that, too. You know, but the moment I started setting boundaries is when people understood like, oh, I can't really push him over like that. And it starts to stop, you know? Right. Um, hell yeah. You, you'll be surprised at how much, you know, things can change if you just, you know, set your boundaries. And that's what we need to teach our kids, you know? We need to teach our youth, our children, um, how to do that and, and show them how to do that. It's very important because if you don't teach them that, then you're, you're going to really like, um, handicap them in the yeah. future if you know because you would like to think okay I'm working hard I'm gonna just keep my kid way out of this but you never know what this kid you don't know how the world is gonna be when he comes of age or she comes of age or you know uh, and you don't know what he or she is gonna get into or where they're gonna go or what's gonna happen right so you always wanna it's important for us to uh, teach our children that because you know Everybody else teaches their children that. Like, you know, all the other nationalities and everybody else, if somebody puts their hand on you, you you know what I'm saying? Like, you don't let them touch you. Don't let them invade your space. Don't let them invade your property. Like, you know, anybody. You know what I'm saying? Don't let people bully you. Stuff like that. Like, that's what I always heard growing up. Like, when I was with other, like, uh, cultures. You know what I'm saying? Other people. You know, I would hear their parents telling them that, mm-hmm. their uncles telling them that, teaching them that. And then I'm looking at me and telling them me that. Like, so that's like how I got mine, you know? But if I didn't have that, if I didn't go through whatever I went through, I wouldn't have that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I, and I think too, sometimes people also confuse um, you setting boundaries as being rude. It's not, it's not being rude. It's letting people know how you want to be treated and respected. You know? Yeah, but somebody else disrespecting you is rude. Yeah. Right? Exactly. Like, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you, you, I'd rather be rude than let somebody else, like, you know, be rude, like, you know, disrespect me or whatever. Like, that's rude too. So, you know, it's important for us to, like, you know, make sure that, because people see that if you let somebody do it, like you said, you let somebody do it one time, they're going to do it twice. They're going to do it three times. They're going to, they're going to keep on doing it until, you make them stop doing it. And sometimes, most majority of the times, once they start doing it, you know, you're going to have to do something more drastic to get them to stop doing it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Versus if you just check it. from Like as soon as you feel an uncomfortable, like like somebody made you feel uncomfortable, you know what I mean? I don't, I don't think you should just immediately like just blurt out or do whatever is on your mind. But you should definitely think about how you can just such a boundaries. Yeah, and, and, and address it too. Like yeah. I've, there's been plenty of situations like that where, you know, sometimes you got to take somebody aside. And even in your personal relationships with like, like the woman or man that you're with, right? right? Like I have plenty of times where my lady had to set a boundary on me and I had to set a boundary on her. Like for example, here's an example too, where we could take it out of just like the violent sense. We were, 
uh, this is years ago when we first started dating and we didn't really know each other. And she was kind of talking all crazy to me in front of guests, right? And afterwards, I took her aside. I was like, hey, you can get mad at me as much as you want. You can't, you can't speak to me like that, especially in front of other people. When we talk, we keep our stuff here. Other people can't do that. So you need to keep it here, right? And that's setting a boundary. It's not violent, but you kind of have to make sure that you draw these lines and checks. It's uncomfortable now. But what's what's worse, right? Yeah. Is something that shit that grows out to be something crazy, right? And a lot of the times too, people get mad at other people for continuing to do this stuff to them when they never set the boundary. That's on you now, right? You never told them like this is unacceptable, right? You know, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of people that just do things just to check. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I listen. I do it too. A lot of people do it. Like they'll do something just to see what your response is going to be. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So okay, oh, you gonna let that fly? Then here, boom. You know what I'm saying? Oh, you're going to let that fly? All right, we in there. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So now we could just do this. Yeah. You know? Because you said it, we could do it. You know what I mean? You didn't say, you didn't, probably you didn't say, tell me you could do it, but by your actions or your or your non-reaction, you told me that something you don't mind. So yeah, there you go. You see it on some shit like back, or back in the day when people would just like not pay the check when we go out to eat. They do it once, they do it again, twice, three times, four, nobody says anything. Until somebody comes in and is like, hey, you got to make sure you pay your food. If not, then you, you, know, you ain't going to eat, right? But even something small like that, it's just very important, man. I think a lot of people will learn to be a lot happier with themselves. Because when it gets to the point where you let somebody constantly push you to a corner and then you snap, you look like an idiot now. Right. When you could have just addressed it here in a normal way. Right. Like, hey, stop doing that fuck shit. You right. know? And then it would have never gotten to that point, right? And so there's like a good balance of like, kind of being assertive and not being angry and mean. Because I don't want to get angry about shit, you know? I want to just address it normally. And sometimes when you're being firm, it doesn't mean you're mad. You're just letting them know this is where it stops. Right. You got to cut that shit out. Right. Yeah. Cut that shit out. Yeah. For you though, I mean, uh, you know, I've been kind of following, obviously I follow you on Instagram. We DM each other all the time. But like uh, your mom was, you said her her cancer came back. How's she doing now? Um, She's, she's doing well. Uh, she looked um, happy. Chinese yeah, girl, she looked real she, happy. <laughs> she so, you know, thank God. Um, when, when it was first reported, it was um, breast cancer, you mm-hmm. know. Uh, and they said the breast cancer was like, you know, um, was, was I think it was stage three. That's what they said, stage three. Um, but then, you know, the doctor said that they uh, said that they did another report. And saw that it was actually skin cancer. And it was skin cancer, but it went into the breast. So it wasn't it wasn't breast cancer going down. It was skin cancer going into the breast, which is a lot easier to easier deal with. Because they could just remove the, the cancer's cells. Right, right. So it was a, so that was like really, you know, okay. Like that was um that was a uh, the blessing. Yeah, that was a blessing. Did they did they remove it completely now and she's good? Um, yeah, she's still going through her, her, her stuff, but stuff, it's, yeah. it's, uh, you know, I think she's in a better space now. That's crazy. I mean, it's so dope too, especially for you now that you're, you know, you're not in jail, you can kind of be with your mom through this. Right. Cause imagine how hard it would have been if you had to do it through a jail cell. Right. right. You know? Yeah. Which I'm pretty sure your mom's like super appreciative. She gets to see right. you and then all this kind of stuff matters too, especially when somebody's trying to heal to have their kid around. Right. Yeah, definitely. Does that yeah. give you like, like a really uh, dope perspective? on like life like it's like oh shit like i get to actually be there for her this time yeah i mean it definitely you know i i um 
it's definitely something that, you know, makes me feel better, you know? And when I could just drive her, like, if she, oh, you got a doctor's appointment, I'll drive you, you know? Like, you know, just take care of her, just show her that there's somebody else there that cares. So, yeah, it's 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 very, it's, it's rewarding, you know, because I haven't had that chance before. What was your relationship like with your mom, like, growing up? Were you always really close to her? See, me and my mom is like... Uh, we have like, we had a love and hate relationship. You know what I'm saying? I really resented her for a big part of my life. You know, even though I loved her, she was, she was involved in, you know, my life all the way. But, you know, she, she used to like, as a kid, she had me very young. She was like 17, 18 when she had me. And um, she didn't, she just came into the country. She probably had me the year after, like she didn't speak English she didn't have money, you know what I'm saying? So she had me, but um, she ne- she was really rarely with me. She used to always just leave me here, leave me there, you know, or have me with my grandmother or have me with my aunt. But I used to be so bad that nobody wanted to take me, you know? So like, you know, I, I, but I would do it purposely, you know, because I know when I'm bad, my mom would come pick me up. So I would just oh. do wild stuff. Like I'll piss in your drawer. I'll do like wild <laughs> stuff. Yeah. yeah. Like I'll break a window. I'll just do whatever, right? Because I was just mad. Like I just felt like, you know, like I, I remember vividly my mom like dropping me off. And then like, you know, I'm grabbing at her leg. Like, please don't leave me. Don't leave me. Like, you know, I want to be with my mother. You know what I'm saying? And it felt like she just used to always leave me, you know? And that like... um you know, I resented that, you know what I mean? And, um, and, uh, yeah, so me and her, and then once I got a teenager, like, you know, when she wanted me to be more there, I was like, nah, fuck that now. Like, like you abandoned me. Yeah, it's over now. Like, I'm <laughs> fucking, I'm not staying yeah, yeah, yeah. here. Like, you know, so I really, really young, like 16, I was out the house. Like, oh, you know, shit. Yeah. yeah. I was always out the house, always running away, you know, like, because once I got, to the age where I have friends and I kind of understood things a little bit better. I just didn't even want to be near my mom anymore because I felt like she didn't want to, she didn't, it was like me getting back. You know what I'm saying? Mm. And then, um, uh, uh, you know, then I started going in and out the prison, like, you know, jail system and stuff like that. And, you know, it was just, my mom was always there, but, um, you know, I don't think we really healed from that, like from mm. the beginning stuff, you know. And I recently just looked at that like, damn, that's something that I need to address. You know what I'm saying? While I have the opportunity to, you know, because that plays a part in my like, you know, how I think right now. Like, you know, that's and then sometimes, I, you know, recently I looked at it like, damn, um, you know, mental health is something that, you know, we none of us really think that. Well, I grew up thinking like oh, we don't need that shit. Like that's 100%, for, yeah, that's for weak people. That's for crazy people. That's not for us. Even though I went through mental health like in the system, but I never really took it serious and stuff. You know what I mean? But um, recently I, I was talking to my friend about you know the same thing about my mom and stuff, and they was just like, "Yo, maybe that's something that you need to like, you know, speak to somebody about, see a a professional about because you know." That's something that has even, I, I kind of, what I've learned, what what that did to me as a kid, like with, with my mom leaving me and all this stuff, like, you know, um, that's still 
that still affects me to this day. Remember, not to the point where I'm thinking about that particular thing, but what that made what that made me do in terms of like um building this wall, like you know, building this like just to be able to deal with it and be able to handle it, what I started doing, my defense mechanism, right? Um, that affects my relationships to this day. It affects how I deal with people. It affects what, how I deal with my personal relationships, my friend significance and, you know, all of that stuff. So it's something that I recently said, like, you know, that's something that I need to, uh, I need to address, you know what I'm saying? While, you know, I have the opportunity to. Yeah. So for you, do you feel like um, a lot of the, maybe like the relationship you have with your mom, does it also kind of seeps into the way, like specifically your personal relationship with women too? Do you feel like there's like an abandonment issue with like girls that you, that you're with? Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. My lovely genius brain farts. This podcast is brought to you by Fume. Ever tried to break a bad habit and felt like you're climbing Everest and flip-flops? Yeah, we've been there too, but here's a breath of fresh air fume. It's not about giving up. It's about switching up, baby. Fume takes your habit and simply makes it better, healthier, and a whole lot more enjoyable. What is Fume, you ask? Fume is an innovative, award-winning flavored air device that does just that. Instead of vapor, Fume uses flavored air. Instead of electronics, Fume is completely natural. And instead of harmful chemicals, Fume uses delicious flavors. You get it. Instead of bad, Fume is good. It's a habit you're free to enjoy that makes replacing your bad habit easy. I keep one in my car just because I'm a fidgety guy. And guess what? I'd be puffing on that delicious herbal tea vapor, my friends. Nothing bad for you in there. And definitely, definitely fun to use. My friends, start the year off right with the good habit by going to tryfume.com slash genius and getting the journey pack today. Fume is giving listeners of the show 10% off when they use my code genius to help make starting the good habit that much easier. Start the good habit at tryfume.com slash genius to save 10% off the journey pack today. My lovely genius farts. Thank you for supporting our sponsors such as Babbel because now I'm not out in these streets doing dirty things because, well, guess what? Your boy needs the paycheck and I love Babbel. Remember, I don't sponsor things that I don't like and I fuck with Babbel 
heavy. For most of us, learning a second language in high school or college wasn't exactly a high point in our academic careers. I remember when I took Spanish. I tried learning it. It was not fun, especially because the Spanish that I was learning wasn't applicable when I was speaking it. And listen, I'm on this journey to learn Spanish and Babbel has been there for me. Babbel teaches bite-sized language lessons that you'll actually use in the real world. That is super important. The stuff that you learn in books in school is, I mean, look, it teaches you the language and the words and stuff, but it doesn't actually teach you real world application. And that's the stuff that matters the most. Babbel lessons were created by over 100 language experts. With Babbel, you can choose from 14 different languages, including Spanish, French, Italian, and German. Plus, Babbel speech recognition technology helps you to improve your pronunciation and accent. Because don't you know, people hate it when you don't get the accent right. What's the point of learning the language when they don't know what the hell you're saying right now? Save up to 60% off your subscription when you go to babbel.com slash GB. That's B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash GB for up to 60% off your subscription. Babbel, language for life. Yeah, like it's hard for me to connect all the way. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Very hard for me to connect. Because you get that, that defense up. Yeah, you know, like once I get to that point, I just... Uh, yeah, shut down. Like, right. Good. Yeah. So that's that's really been um, that's been something that, and and that on top of me being in prison for all that time, like people leave all the time. You know what I'm saying? Like you know, I had plenty of girlfriends when I was locked up, and they just leave. You know what I mean? Like you go, and that hurts. Like you know, when somebody that you because when you're in there, you're in there. You don't have nothing, and you look forward to. Like, you know, somebody that still sees you as a person, somebody that still, you know, um, cares about you, somebody that still like, you know, is involved, didn't like you're not dead to them. You know what I'm saying? Oh, shit. And I that's, think about that. And that's so important, you know, because once you're in there, you die. You know what I'm saying? Like you die to people. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like people, you people forget about you, you know, your friends, people that... Every day that you see right now, whatever, some people's gonna keep you in in mind and write you and visit you and do everything that you. But there's gonna be a lot of people. Majority of people is just gonna you're gonna you're gonna be dead to them. Like it's gonna be the same thing as you, you know, dying right because they just forget about you. And then when you pop, oh my god, I missed you, you know, so much. <laughs> but you know, how much did you do that? How much did you really miss me? So that made me like just really. You know, it it made me like just not really get close to people. Yeah, there's a there's a trust issue there, right? Right. Especially too, like I mean, the way you described, I didn't even think about that. Like, kind of when you're in prison, the idea, like your 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 humanity, kind of gets taken away, right? Right. And so when you have these people in your life who kind of remind you that you're a human being, that you have feelings and these emotions, and you kind of open yourself up to them, and they bounce. It's right. like, fuck. And then you do it again. You get fucked over again and again and again. And eventually you just start to sc- scab over a little bit. It's like, oh, I know the situation because we're going to get close. I'm going to probably say some important shit to you. And then when it gets too weird or difficult for you, you're going to leave. And so like a lot of like defense mechanisms are like that. Even for me, you know, a, something that my parents used to do to me when I was a kid. And uh, we found out that it was a trigger thing for, for, for me was somebody who tells me to do something without explaining it. Which something my parents used to do me all the time. Just do it. Why? And they used to beat my ass if I asked why. So now, if somebody asks me to do something, if I ask why, and they just tell me just do it, if I immediately get angry, right? And that's like 
you know, trauma that I have to deal with when I was younger and it still affects me to this day. Sometimes too, I have to apologize to my father because he'll do stuff that's, it's not even bad, but I'm so used to him calling me dumb, stupid, an idiot, you're useless when I was younger. Right. Whenever he asked me to do something, the first thing I do is get fucking mad. I try to pop off. Right. Because I'm so accustomed to somebody calling me dumb. Right. You know, and now I have to like check myself. It's like, oh, he's not even doing anything. <laughs> right. But, um, you know, when we get emotionally scarred and we don't deal with these emotions, it's kind of, it's actually really dope that you're kind of unpacking this shit because most people won't even do that. They'll just be like, fuck everybody else. I know what mm-hmm. I'm doing. And they'll, they'll just move on and they'll continue to ruin their personal relationships, you know? Right. Um, yeah, it's something that I see like that's happening. I'm just like, okay, um, something's going on here. You know what I'm saying? And, um, you know, it's just, it's just, uh, it's, it's important that when we see something that we're doing wrong, you know, that we, we have to try our best to check it or else it's just gonna, you know, it's, it's, it's gonna just keep on happening. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 yeah. And then it's just gonna, you know, it's not, it's not gonna be good. You know? So you haven't had this conversation with your mom yet? I haven't. What are you, what are you planning to have it? (laughs) Um, you know, I plan on having it soon. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's, it's going to be uh, it's going to be some shit, dude. Right. <laughs> I mean, the yeah. hard part is, is like, I think as we get older too, you know, we also sometimes forget that our parents were kids and teens. You right. Know? Like your mom had you when she was a teenager, and she, I'm pretty sure she still wanted to have her teenage life. She wanted to be young. She wanted to do this, but she sometimes forgot that. Oh, I brought this kid into this world. He's my responsibility. Right. And so those things kind of mix. Where they they have this responsibility of this child that they love, but they still want to ha- keep their independence as a kid themselves. Right, and so it just you know the the problem with that is that you have a child that's collateral, you know, and your direct actions affect this kid without even you thinking about it. Right, you're trying to live for yourself, but the moment you have a kid, yeah, you, you get to live for yourself, but you also have to live for this child as well. Right, because what you do is going to dictate how that kid is going to be in the future. You know. I think a lot of parents, that's why I always say, yeah, there should be like an IQ test, you know, <laughs> yeah, before yeah. you like have a baby. <laughs> you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like there should be some type of uh, like a course or seminar or something. Like, you know what I mean? I mean, it's hard, man. Like I always say to you, some of the best people in the world aren't allowed to have kids, but some of the shittiest human beings pop out like six or seven. Right. It's the craziest thing to me, man, when yeah, I see that. Right. But um, yeah, so... It's definitely something I plan on working on soon with with, with my mom. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, did you did you ever mention like what happened to your pops? Is he still around? I don't know where he's at. Uh, yeah, my, I haven't seen my pops since I was like five. Oh shit, super young. Yeah. Right. So he breezed on me too, and I'm just like, you know, no as a kid, <laughs> as a kid, that shit is like, you know, damn man, like my pops is gone. He don't want to be with me, like, and so it just feels like, damn, nobody wants to be. Like, you know, so fuck it. Fuck everybody then, you know? Mm. That's how I started being. And I just started acting out. And it just made me just like, you know, just keep on doing it. And your mom was so young, she couldn't even see these things. Like, she didn't know what was going on. She didn't understand. Yeah. She didn't understand. She's just like, oh, this kid's acting up. But she probably didn't understand one of the biggest reasons. It's like, it's abandonment issues. It's like, pops left. And now you're leaving me over here. And you're leaving too. Like, nobody fucking wants me. Right. You know? And when you act up, grandma doesn't want me around either. It's like, I have nowhere to fucking go at this point. You know? Right. Yeah. So everybody watching, man, make sure you, uh, you know, don't <laughs> do that to your kids, man. They might end up like my ass. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's, it's hard, man. And, you know, being a parent is so fucking difficult. Like, I get scared to have a kid 
Because I don't, I don't, I don't know if I'm going to be a good parent. You know, hopefully I will be. But then the only thing I could hope is that you know we become better parents than our our last, and we just kind of evolve after. You know, which is like the difficult part too, because I never, I, I like even now I think about having a kid. I feel like I'm still a kid. So it's like I like to be responsible for somebody else's well being. Fucking scares the shit out of me, bro. Like, I don't even know what the fuck I'm doing every day. I wake up and I'm over here walking trails and shit, you know, just kicking bags. And then next thing you know, I have a kid. All that shit stops. Scares the fuck out of me, man. I think you're ready. <laughs> Baby, I don't, I don't fucking know, man. I think you're ready. I mean, you know, sometimes, you know, so sometimes you, you don't think you're ready for something. Uh, but, you know, you, you won't be ready until you're there. You know Yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think you'll be fine. I think you'll be a great father. You still doing music right now? I haven't been doing music. I saw um, you were you were you were you were doing a track with a uh, fucking uh, C Mac below. Uh, Maybe let's get it on hood. Five five creep. <laughs> five five creep on hood. <laughs> Yo man, um, Crip Mac man. Yeah, uh, so I did a song with him. I actually, yeah, that, that's like the that's like the only song I made in a long time. You oh, know? Shit, when's that dropping? I, the song is done. I mean, um, I, I want to shoot a video for it while I'm here. So, man, that dude is one of the most fascinating people I have never met. I, <laughs> I can't stop watching his shit because it's crazy to me how much he doesn't slip up. I'm waiting for him just to say like, because he'll he'll say things in fives all the time, right? right. So he'll even if he's calling somebody out, right? He'll be like, "You a bitch, you a bitch, you a bitch, you a bitch, <laughs> you a motherfucking bitch." And I'm waiting for him to slip up, but he always hits the five, and his vernacular is always the same. Right? Like, how often do you have to do that to where you never slip up? Right. He. That's where he's really smart at. Yeah, he has really good memory, bro. When I saw this fool over here, just fucking. <laughs> with the skid row and he's just coming up to people like never commit suicide everything gonna see all right i'm yo. like yo this motherfucker crazy bro yo he is the illest man like I, I i i mess with him you know what i mean because i know you know i know life dealt him some some um crazy cards you know like and i life dealt me some crazy cards so i see a lot of similarity with him and me, like certain things, you know what I'm saying? That, um, that, you know, and of course we're nowhere near the same, but I do see certain things that he went through that I went through and I can relate to that. You feel me? Mm-hmm. So, um, I think he's, I think he's a, a very talented person, a very entertaining person when it comes, when it comes to that, like, he's just like, he's entertaining as That fuck. dude was made for the internet. Yeah. Like he is made for the fucking internet. I'm telling you, like it took me probably about a couple of months to understand what the fuck he was saying because he kept switching out words. So I had to pause and rewind. I'm like, what the fuck does that mean? I didn't know what a sitch was for the longest. I was like, what the fuck is a sitch? And I had to sit and think for a second. I was like, hold on a second. <laughs> it's bitch. Yeah. So I was like, yo, this guy. And so after all these stuff started clicking, I'm like, oh, now I'm starting to understand his lingo a little bit. Right. And the only time I heard him say B when he said beautiful. Yeah. Like, he, he needs a dictionary. He, he we, does. We need a Crip Mac dictionary. Hey, you if he launches a yo, C Mac, if you're listening to this shit, if you launch a Crip Mac dish, dictionary, that shit will sell like hotcakes. Yeah. Let's make it happen, Crip Mac. That motherfucker would sell that shit out so fast. And I think what I like about him so much 
is he really does have a hustler's mentality. He's nonstop. He continues to create content no matter fucking what it is. Doesn't really look back at what he posts. He just posts and he continues to create no matter what. And that's something to be appreciated because that's actually really fucking hard. Right. You know? What, to be able to just post and just go? Yeah. But I think sometimes you have to like look back and like kind of, you know, see what's working and what's not. You know, oh, for sure. But I, I think a lot of the times, like when it comes to creation, we get stuck on the creation part without actually action. So we have all these like thoughts and ideas and then we don't, you know, put in the action, then it goes to waste. You know, him on the other hand, he has like even like a quarter of a thought and it's just, you know, it's, it's just fucking out there. Yo, but that's how I am too. That's why I say there's a lot of things that he does and I'm like, yo, man, like there's a lot of, there's, there's like a lot of similarities. Like, you know, he... He does a lot of things I do type shit, you know, <laughs> like, 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 and it's crazy to me. I'm just like, damn, um, we're so different. Like, but, um, yeah, that's kind of like how I am too. Like, I just, you know, I just, you know, that's how I was when I was just putting stuff out, putting stuff out, or fucking like, you know, and just really not looking at the analytics and looking at like, you know, what, how we can make it better. You know, I mean, saying? you really kind of caught your stride with Mac Eats. Like that's something that um, I would definitely say is something that most people can't do because of how you're plugged. Right. Right. Like because you're so plugged into the culture, it allows for this, this thing to happen. Right. Like if I wanted to copy what you did, I wouldn't be able to do it. Cause I'm not plugged in like that. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Also to those people in the videos make my ass wet. Like I get, you know, I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But because that's something that you did really, really well. When I saw you did, did Mac Eats and you revamped it, I'm like, this is your shit. Like, cause nobody else can do this. It's just not possible. Somebody could try, but it would sound very disjointed. Right. And then, and I feel like the, the guests that you have on Mac Eats are people who are on the fringe, which people don't really associate good food with them. Right. They just think that, oh, these motherfuckers are just thugs. What the fuck do they know? Right. Right. But you kind of give them, you kind of humanize them a little bit. Right. Which is actually really fucking dope. Right. You know, thank you. Like humanizing these people are where you kind of get to really get to see them shine. Right. Cause at the end of the day, people are, people are people. And most people don't really care to look at somebody like that. And you you know what happens when you break bread with somebody, you really get to see what they're about. Right. You know? You know? Yeah, man. I think, um, thank you for that. I think uh, a lot of people don't, um, it's, good to, it's good to hear like that when people realize that and people see that and people appreciate that. That's something that I try to do. You know what I mean? And to be honest, it's something that I do for our Asian people. Like, I know a lot of people, like, a lot of Asian people, I don't know. I'm pretty sure a lot of Asian people watch my stuff, but there's a lot of Asian people that don't watch my stuff, right? Because they're just like, oh, yeah. oh, I don't care about these people, right? Yeah. But the reason why I do it like that is because um, so many people say that Asian people don't care about nobody, but ourselves like you know we, we just don't care about no other culture we don't really care to know about anybody's culture we don't really it's just if, if it doesn't benefit us or if it doesn't involve us then we're just like eh, you know what i'm saying and i think that's that is something that through my travels and experiences something that i learned how to do really well mm -hmm. is the bridge right like the bridge me to other people that come from different places and share different backgrounds 
and shared, you know, different things and find a way to bridge, right? And they think that was like one of my talents, right? To survive, mm-hmm. you know? And um, I saw that, you know, our people really didn't do that, you know? And, you know, it didn't really, you know, it didn't really affect us until now, you know what I'm saying? Until like, you know, things are changing and, you know, now it's like, okay, um, well, why, why should we care about what the hell you guys are going through if you don't even care about, you guys not even, you guys don't even like, <laughs> you guys don't even worry about what the fuck we're doing. You guys don't even have an interest in any of it. So why should we care about what you guys are going through now, you mm-hmm. know? And, you know, to a point, I agree. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you got, if if we're all here and y'all next door don't care that we don't have no electricity, we don't have no food, we don't have water, we don't have nothing in this house because we're going through whatever we're going through, and you don't next door, y'all never stop to even care. Y'all never even stop to look. Y'all just, y'all know we got these problems, but y'all just not even looking like, well, well too bad for them. You know, and just act like it ain't even there. Okay, that's cool. But then now, once it starts happening to you guys, you know, and you guys need some help, why the fuck should we care? Like, yeah, and I think it's like a generational gap too, right? Because there's there's like two parts to this. There's this idea, like our older generation, right? Yeah, they never really cared to ask the neighbor what was going on, but they also never asked for help. Right. So it was it's hard. Right. That's why you see a lot of age, elder Asian people who get attacked. They're not going to the police because they're always scared to cause trouble. Right. And so for them, there was a language barrier. There's a culture barrier. They don't understand anything because the only reason why they came to this country was to start a better life. As long as they have food on the table and they're keeping their head down, and they're working. They don't worry about governments. They don't worry about politics. They don't worry about anything. They go as long as my kids are fed. I had this roof over my head. I'm pretty much good. If any, if I need help, I won't even ask for help. I'll figure it out. And I think that's what a lot of these older Asian American um, people have. But that was the set foundation of what people kind of view Asian Americans as, right? But, you know, there's a younger generation that's a little different. They're a little more plugged in, right? They, they speak English. They know the language very well. They understand like American culture. And so, but because of the, I want to say the behavior per se, but the, the older generation and how they dealt with things, it, it now bleeds over to us. Right. So where when we have a problem, even though we were outspoken about other people's causes, they go, well, your parents didn't care. Well, those were my parents. You know, this is me now. Like I'm here. I'm plugged in. Like I'm here to help out. I'm here to speak out. So if I ask for help, it's hard sometimes, too, for people just to do the right thing because it's the right thing to do. Right. Because they always need something else from it. It's like if I do this good thing, are you what are you going to do for me? When really, if you are, quote unquote, inherently a good person, you just do things because it's the right thing to do. Right. And I think a lot of people have this false sense of what a good person is. Mm-hmm. You'll see it. You'll see it a lot. They go, oh, you didn't help me. So why should I fucking help you? Oh, so right. you weren't actually a good person. You just did it for the clout. You you mm-hmm. liked how it made you look as a human being. You never actually cared. Right. You know, and I, I've been seeing that a lot lately and it sucks, you know? Right. Right. And um, yeah, so, you know, that's... That's that's why I started like, you know, doing it Mac Eats the way like that, like kind of just um bridging, you know what I mean? Like showing like not look not showcasing the bullshit and the and the uh, you know, the attention grabbing stuff. Like I go in these neighborhoods, I don't even ask them about their gang affiliation or who got shot or what happened here or who 
who got killed here. Like, you know, mm-hmm. I know that if I did do that, that would make the ratings jump. You know what I'm saying? But that's, I'm not here to. Um, highlight that shit. Yeah, yeah, I'm not here to highlight that. That's not what I want to do. What I want to do is highlight the good, right? And kind of give, humanize it. You know what I'm saying? And kind of let other people know about these other cultures. And there's, it's just not other cultures, Asian cultures too, because me growing up as a Chinese American, um, I remember looking at like, you know, like our, like the people, the Chinese people that raised me and stuff, like they looked at Vietnamese people, like, you know what I mean? Oh, no. 100%. Right. The they looked at, the like, you know, they, <laughs> they looked at like other people, like, you know, other people that comes from different, you know, Asian countries that are a little, you know, a little, I don't know, different. You yeah, know, like, what I'm you, like Southeast Asian countries right. and shit. Yeah. And, um, and, and, you know, I, so this is my opportunity to show, like, to kind of bridge it. Like, hey, you know, I would like to know about your culture. I would like to know about your food and I would like to show everybody about it. And, you know, people love me for that. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? People really, really love me for that. Like, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, it's just really a blessing for me to be able to do that because, you know, it's, it's, it's rewarding. Even if it doesn't get all the views or even if it doesn't get like a shit ton of, you know, uh, attention, it's just good to know that yeah, there's people really out there messing with me because I cared enough to showcase them. You know what I'm saying? To like, you know, to put them on the map. And a lot what I realized is people just wanna people just want to be um to be respected for what they do too, to be looked at like humans. You know what I'm saying? To, you know, so uh I, I really love what I'm doing with Maggie's. I, I I really, I really enjoy it. I think a lot of people enjoy it too. And I think in this like oversaturated market with, with like food videos, you definitely bring something in very unique. Like once again, there's not many people that that's going to be doing what you're doing. Right. Like it's just not because they're not going to try to copy it. Everybody tries to copy everybody's shit. I mean, how often is there ever original content now? Right. It's just, it's just, there's a certain moving piece that happens. That moving piece is you. It's like wherever you go, it's probably going to work out that way a lot better. And it's smart. And I do appreciate the fact that you're not asking them about, Oh, like who'd you kill? Oh, where where did you guys, what's the first time you ever fucking ran up on somebody and you fucking did a job? Because that's already kind of feeding into this idea of what people already know about them, right? It's like, well, let's share something. Let's talk about the food and the culture behind it, right? Because a lot of people don't know these human beings and they kind of automatically judge them right off the jump. And I think that's like, it doesn't also allow people to become better either because if you only expect trash from this person, how, how do you think they're going to behave, right? If you go, this is all you're going to be, then why would they ever try to shoot for something else? Right. You know? Yeah. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, uh, and so that's what I, I come from that though. I could relate to that, you know? Like I could relate to that. And I want to just, you know, I want to showcase that. And, um, that's what we've been doing with, with, I'm really proud of that show, Mac Eats. Like, it's my what's, thing. What's, what's the best thing you've eaten on the show? Best thing I've eaten. So let me tell you, I'm not a food critic. Like um, people be like, oh, you need to describe the food better. And like, you need no, to. No, you don't. Right. So this is what I'm saying. Like, listen, I'm I'm not a Mark Weens or like whoever these other, like, you know, guys are that can do very, they describe food in a very eloquent way. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? They know all the words and, 
They know, you know, all the stuff to describe food. I don't give a fuck, right? Like, you know, I I describe food how I want to describe food. And I, you know, if you want to listen to somebody that's more eloquent with their words and describing foods and flavors, then, you know, um, you could watch them. But what I, I do something they can't do, you know what I'm saying? So I like to focus on what I do, right? And what I do is like, you know, use food as a way of breaking the ice. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So my my show isn't particularly all about food. It, the food is the is is the, you know, is the shiny thing, you know what I'm saying, that gets people interested, you know what I'm saying? But it's really the stories and the and the the culture behind the food. So, you know, um my favorite food that I had it's a few, but definitely one of them is in Cambridge, um, Cambridge, when I went to go see my bro Millie's and he brought me to the Haitian community out there. Mm. Their Haitian food is fire. Is that the first time you had Haitian food? First time. That should get spicy too, bro. Look at this guy. You look, look, at this. Yo. Yo, this, look at this guy's face, bro. You're traumatized, <laughs> man. This, this motherfucker made me Your eat. fucking cheeks is red. Look at you, bro, man. Let's tell you something, man. We... <laughs> we went to Howlin' Rays, right? And you guys know, if you've been watching me, what Howlin' Rays is. Howlin' Rays, by the way, has some of the best fried chicken ever. And uh, But Very I know that shit gets spicy. That shit get real spicy. Right. And I only went up to like, I think hot. And when I had the hot, I just had one bite and I was good. I shat my spirit out my asshole, dude, that whole night. I thought I was going to die. I was, was that bad, huh? I was suffering, man. I ain't going to lie. The next morning when I used the bathroom, I forgot all about what I ate. You know what I mean? It was early. It was like six, seven in the morning. I woke mm-hmm. up, used the bathroom, sat my ass down. And when that shit came out, I was like, "Woo! <laughs> what in the world is happening down there? <laughs> that shit is prison treatment, bro. I don't know. <laughs> that was burning. It was burning. It was burning, man. Bro, you had the fucking uh, howling. I know. But what was for my Mac E shows, you know, I have a show, uh, I have an episode of Mac Eats. You definitely handle heat better than I do. With, I was uh, surprised you fucking actually ate that shit. Um, it, well, I can handle heat. I just don't really like to handle heat. You know what I'm saying? Like why? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I like spicy food, but it's like, you know, it's good that I can handle. You know what I mean? Yeah. Anything past what I can handle, I could bear it. You know what I'm saying? But- What's the point? <laughs> Why? Like, yeah. well, I'm not enjoying it. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? It's burning my mouth. It's burning my tongue. I'm crying. My fucking butt cheeks is clenching. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? It's just not fun. I don't understand why, like, you guys like that. Like, that. Uh, some people love spice. I don't. I don't get it either. Like, I, I like spice. I like the taste of it. You know, like like chilies and peppers and stuff. But there was like this whole psychological assessment of it. It's like people enjoy the pain and the burn, and that that causes like a euphoric a euphoric thing to happen in your right. brain, and so people yeah. get addicted to that feeling, right. and that causes them to enjoy spicy food. But I like spicy. I like the taste of like roasted chilies and peppers. Like the heat is there, but the flavor is really fucking good. Right, that's what you get in like. That's why I like like molcajete. Uh, like roasted salsas, right? So uh-huh. you have like the peppers, but they're roasted. So they're very deep in flavor. It kind of brings out the sweetness and the sugars and stuff like that. I enjoy that. But when I'm eating this food and suddenly I'm like 
on the toilet and I'm calling for Buddha, God, Vishnu, all these different deities. <laughs> Vishnu. You know what I'm saying? These motherfuckers I don't even pray to. Allah. You know, I'm like fucking alhamdulillah. Somebody fucking <laughs> save me, dude. I'm not trying to have that shit. Right. Some people love it. I don't, I don't fucking get it. Yeah. I, I, I think if you can't taste the food and all you taste is the spicy, it's like, you know, what is the point? You yeah, know yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, that's why I love sriracha sauce. It's like, it's, it's a good amount of heat. Decent amount of heat. It's not that you ain't, you're not going to be shitting fireballs at the end of the day, you know? What's your favorite food then? I love Asian food, you know, all types of Asian food. Oh, let me let me ask you this. I always ask people this shit and I'm always so curious. So you're on uh, death row. You got three fucking meals, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. It doesn't have to be one item per se. You know what I mean? It could be a spread. What's your breakfast? What's your lunch? What's your dinner? I'm on death row. That means I haven't had like any like civilian food for a while, right? I think I would go with some cinnamon toast crunch. This motherfucker. Right. <laughs> I'll go with some cinnamon toast okay. crunch. All right. <laughs> um, I'll go with uh, a nice smoothie of some sort. Maybe, you know, peanut butter and banana and, you know, oatmeal and like stuff in it. Uh I would definitely go with uh Maybe a, a, a omelet, you know, like avocado and mushrooms and the omelet. You know okay. what I'm saying? Uh, some 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 wheat bread toast with some butter. Nah, fuck that. Scratch that. You know, big old. <laughs> yeah, you gonna die, bro. Right, yeah, yeah. Don't worry about your figure. Right, right, like right. leave that shit alone. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> fuck that shit. Uh, let's get a let's get a bagel with some peanut butter and jelly on it butter like you know butter with peanut butter and jelly and some you know bananas and stuff in it uh, that for breakfast all that um lunch some some shaolong bao okay okay <laughs> some shaolong bao from where uh din tai fung where, where is that bro you never had din tai fung I don't think so maybe damn <laughs> yo, you never had Din Tai Fung, bro? Where is it? Yo, I feel, long, yo, I, yo when are you leaving You're making here? me feel uncomfortable right now. Bro, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Din Tai Fung is a Michelin-rated spot. It's originally from Taiwan. It started off at this small shack. They built it up to four or five story, but now it's an international brand. You have one uh, in Arcadia. You have one all over the world. But Din Tai Fung is Michelin-rated. The best Shaolong Bao you'll ever have. For real? It like the the skin is so fucking thin and delicate. Mm. Then you have the broth on the oh, inside. I gotta try that out, bro. Yeah. When, when are you leaving? Yeah. Um. I leave Sunday. Hey, I'm. A, we're gonna eat at Din Tai Fung. Uh huh. And then I'm a fucking. You're gonna. This is gonna be your standard for Shalom. Okay. I bet. So when I go on my um death row trip, I want some Din Tai Fung. Okay. Um, some Shalom Bao. I remember when I was locked up, I used to think about Shalom Bao. I used to be like, wow. For real? Yeah. Like, just the little stuff. Like, you know what I mean? Think about the Shalom Bao. I think about, um, the, the kanji with the, with the, with the, what is it? The century egg. egg yeah. The century egg and, and shit. With the, with the, with the, with the, with the, what is that? The Chinese donut. The, yeah. Is that what it is? The, the yotiao. Yeah. 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 The, the, in, in Cantonese, you call it, uh, Yo, cha guai or something like that. Mm-hmm. But that I thought about that a lot. Like I don't know why I thought. Oh, you know what else I thought about? Um, the the preserved vegetables. It was like the little green. Vest- oh, the green preserved vegetables. Oh, I love that stuff. 
You know what else I thought about? You know the the rice roll with the it has that that bread oh, with in the, it with the with the with fried the, stick in there. With the oh man, yeah, bring that to me. I, I'll, I'll eat like five of those. Oh man, if you out in Long Beach, right? There's a Cambodian joint called Phnom Penh, Phnom yeah. Penh noodle, bro. They're fucking porridge with the with the century egg shit with the fried donut. Oh, they do that too in Cambodia. Yeah, so Cambodian food they have that too. Cambodian porridge is fucking fire, dude. Is it really? It's hella good. You ever, I gotta you, try that. Yeah, you gotta you Phnom Penh out in fucking Long Beach. Shout outs to them. Love that restaurant. Food is fucking delicious, man. Their porridge, fucking. You gotta send me that. Send me that. Send, send me the um, you know the name. I go slide. Yeah, over. man. You gotta slide over. They do. I'm, I'm. They know who the fuck you are too. Yeah. So like that. That place is delicious, man. I, I I go there all the time. It's so fucking good. Yeah. Or all right. Let's get back to this death row thing. So I think a lunch, you know, much. Dinner, you know, definitely a steak, you know, medium rare. Okay. Red, or like a couple of red wine. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Some um, uh, Rasta pasta. I need some Rasta pasta. Okay. Okay. You like Rasta pasta? You know I, about I know it? what Rasta pasta is. Yeah. yeah. I need some Rasta pasta with it. You know what I mean? Uh, and for my dessert, I want me a cheesecake from Junior's. Okay. <laughs> you about to you about to send somebody over to get it across the bridge yeah, and shit. Yeah, P Diddy yeah. style. <laughs> P Diddy that yeah. shit. <laughs> but yeah, man, I think you know I'm a simple man. I think that that uh, you could send me off with that. When you when you were in jail, did you always did you think about food a lot like that? I did. Cause man, yo, I saw this video of you recently where you made this fucking prison ass meal in the like you burned off the plastic off of this kettle shit. I, I was. What the fuck was that? I, I was mind blown when you were when you were cooking the meal with your with your homie. Yeah, like I didn't understand like how crazy that shit was. Yeah, like y'all literally chefed up a whole fucking meal off of this kettle. Yeah, and a can. Yep, I could see I could see you there now. That shit's crazy. I could see you like chefing it up. Like, I could just I don't know why, but I could look in the cell and see Dave there. Like just this. I was like, hey, hey, don't, what you, what, how do you like yours? Hey, bro, whatever you guys do, protect me. Don't fuck me in the ass. <laughs> yeah, right, and, nah. and I'm cooking. I'll cook breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Just nah, don't fuck they, me. Right? Nah, they, <laughs> Your boy got hands, but I'm soft. All right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but um, yeah, like it was definitely yo. This like. I've never seen some more creative people than in prison, you know, because with what, how's the saying go with sparity comes ingenuity or something like that. Some shit, that sounds hella smart. I don't know what the yeah, fuck Yeah, something like that. Like when, when you don't got it, you got to be creative. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like when you got it, it's like, you know, it's coming. So I ain't really got to, you know, be too creative. But what's, when, what's like a common, like, uh, like, like all around every prison person makes like food, like what's, bread. What's that? So that's basically like um, you, you take yourself a bag of chips, maybe, you know, hot Cheetos, Doritos, whatever. You get a big bag of chips, crunch it up, you know, crunch it all up until it's like flaky, like, you know, like it's just dust. Right. And then you put like you take um, you take some cheese, like a couple slices of cheese, you rip it up, put it, drop it in there with it. And then you take some noodles, some ramen noodles, you crunch that up and then you put some ramen noodles in it. And then you like put, you know, whatever meat you have, maybe a summer sausage or. Uh, where, where do you get all this stuff? Like You, you like, get it from commissary. Okay. So they, they, in comm- like in prison, they sell you stuff, but they sell you all like bullshit, garbage, like snacks and chips and 
like you know all preserved stuff like mm-hmm. you know stuff with preservatives and shit and um you could get in prison I was in you could get cans and you know what I mean tuna fish and like you know jack mac cans fish and all that stuff in prison not in jail not not, not in like county jail so in county jail is a spread so you you put the you put the uh noodles in there then you put like a beef stick what I used to do is I take the beef stick split it Right, take a razor, split it, and then you make it like flat, and then you take some matches and you burn the beef stick with the matches, and then all the you know, it it turns into like a little like like charcoal, like char, oh, like a char flavor, like to a charred it, yeah. like you know beef stick, delicious. And then you know you just yo, rip this it, is blow my fucking. And then you right just there. rip up little pieces and you put it in this bag of chips with cheese and. All the other stuff, right? And you put some hot water in it. It has to be burning hot water, like 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 190. And then you put it like, you know, you put enough in it and then you just wrap it up and then you just let it sit and it turns into a brick. You know, it'll be mm. all condensed and all of that stuff would be condensed. And then you just bust open the bag and you have like a brick, a, a disgusting looking brick. <laughs> <laughs> now, let me ask you something. Do you make that shit now for fun? I made it like uh, a couple weeks ago. <laughs> Yo. I actually have the taste for that shit sometimes, man. Like, I just really? Want, just want to eat it, like, bro. So. You and it's so bad for you, like it's just bad. <laughs> it's just so bad. But like, it's all, is it because like is it because the prison food is so bad? You guys just you guys have to be smart and just make some shit. Yeah, you gotta. You know, they feed you like dogs in there. You know what I mean? What? Are they, what? Are, yeah, I'm actually. I actually don't know. Like, what do they? What do you eat if it's not stuff that you're making? Like, what do they serve you? Um. But they feed you like dogs. Uh, this is nasty stuff like yakisobi. Oh yeah, yeah. The but it's not. Yeah. I mean, I seen yakisobi in like a Japanese restaurant, but it's nothing like that. It's just slop. You know what I'm saying? And then the Hungarian goulash, and it's just like the slop. Fuck is it's that? just all slop. <laughs> that's the best word way to describe prison food. It's slop. Jesus. So that's like, I see now I understand like why you, you were talking about how your humanity is taken away. Right. It's like you're giving dog food. It's like, this is what it is. Right. You're just going to eat this or you die. <laughs> yeah, it is what it is. God damn. So that's what the spread. What, what, was the, what was the meal that you made with the homie in the video? Oh, we made some dirty rice, which consists of like calamari and, and, and instant rice. You take the, like the Uncle Ben's rice. You put all that stuff in it, calamaris, and then you put like, you know, seasoning and your oysters and stuff. And then you just, you know, cook it up. It's really good. I mean, I wouldn't eat it now, but, you know. For, you was, know, when you would, you know, it was you had. Yeah, yeah, like now, once I made it, I'm just like, you know, okay, I want to eat it now. But in there, that's like. Delicious. Delicious. Like five course, you know, just, you know. That shit blows my mind how creative people get. You know, when I watched that video, that shit put me into a rabbit hole of just people in prison making shit. Right. And I'm like, dude, girls be making, somehow they get eyeliner out of like glue and shit and burning stuff. I'm like, Have you seen different shit like that? I never even, I never, you know more about that stuff than me because I've never been to a a, a women's prison. Yeah. When I was watching like the women's prison stuff, like they were, they somehow burn some other shit with some other stuff with like light bulb stuff and they somehow make, eyeliner mascara so they can gain some of their femininity back right and i'm like who the fuck figured that out like who i want to know the person that figured that shit out like mm-hmm. and, and, it, and it became a standard right because somebody had to make that spread to make it a standard 
in the prison for everybody. Right. Some who was the motherfucker that was like, okay, we gonna crush this shit up, put hot water, and make a fucking garbage bag burrito. And and it, but then whoever whoever invented it is like it traveled throughout all the prisons, all the prisons, which is right. crazy. They need they need to make a, a a story about that guy. Who is this guy? That that'd be fucking actually kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> I want to meet this brother. I'm the one who made this shit. Yeah, I'm this the dookie one. log of food. <laughs> this dookie log. <laughs> yeah, who's trying to eat some fucking dookie chips right now? <laughs> That's just wild to Yo, me. Yo, you man. know who Jackson Wang is? Yeah, 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 yeah. I brought. I, I made one for him. Oh, for reals? It's on it. Yeah, y'all can watch it. That but, pretty motherfucker, dude. That was so pretty. Yeah, he's a he pretty. go to prison. He getting fucked for sure. Yeah, he instantly. might instantly. Yeah. <laughs> they walk at him. They're gonna whistle at him like hey, I haven't seen pussy walk through this fucking place in a long time. That's crazy. <laughs> I Damn. love that guy. <laughs> <laughs> I love Jackson. No, Jackson's super dope. Yeah, he yeah. is. Like we DM every now and then. Like he's a super dope dude. Yeah, I made I made him a a, a prison spread. Damn, that's funny. Did he like it? He said he liked it. He loved. Well, I don't know if that was just him saying that he liked it, but yeah, he loved it. Really, damn, dude! Like I'm, I'm always so curious about that stuff because when you're like, because I it's imagine- all carbs too. So he was like on a carb diet. Like he hadn't had carbs in so long. Oh, that shit was delicious. Too, yeah, man. it was just he didn't give a fuck. Right, it was good. Dude, when I look at his skin, I'm like, bro, dude, that shit's pure as fuck, bro. He looked like snow. Right, that fool is one beautiful man. <laughs> all right, like, calm down, nah, bro, man. Hold on a calm second, down. man. That is a handsome. <laughs> this guy right here, bro. <laughs> I look at that motherfucker. I'm like, bro, you a fucking pretty ass boy, dude. <laughs> a lot of Asian dudes be pretty like that and shit. I'm like, damn, dog, you, you go to prison, you fucking lunch meat, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The cops might get you before. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Was it hard dealing with cops in prison? Um, or were they pretty chill? Nah, I would never say they were chill. They they're definitely on some bullshit. You know what I'm saying? Um. It's just Rikers Island, like the cops are like corrupt as hell. I think the cops are corrupt. I mean, the police, I mean, the police, the uh, officers, correctional officers, mm. they be, they be like, you know, they got to enforce. So they be on some bullshit, man. Like, you know, I just, yeah, yeah. I had some bad experiences with them. I had a buddy who, um, he was doing like some street racing shit and then he was put into a cell uh, some shit he scrapped with his friend or whatever, whatnot. But either way, he had he had beef with another dude um, when he was like street racing and shit. And they put him in the same cell, you know, with a bunch of everybody else, and they're like just in jail. And you know, obviously, you're gonna be in a small space. What's gonna happen? They started scrapping, so they separated him out. And my dude was like mouthing off to whatever, like the the the, the jail guard or the CEO there. And they're just like, all right, cool. So apparently, I didn't know that if you don't get to see a judge before all this shit happens they send you straight to rikers because he's out in new york and so they he specifically wouldn't let him see a judge wow because he was mouthing off to him and then he he didn't know yeah what was, yeah they're gonna play all the time they will lose you in there man yeah like they well when i was coming up you know i think it was like more toward it was changing once i got up there but they were killing like people like in you know, people that didn't have any family members or whatever, they really? would just like beat them to death and then nobody would even like check for them, like type stuff. It was kind of God really, damn, really like that. Yo, bro, though it was it was like it was kinda it was scary. Like I, it's crazy to me how I don't even think about this stuff no more. I don't think about prison at all. Like I don't think about the the shit that happened, but 
when I do think about it, it's like, damn, that shit was some horrifying shit. <laughs> like, like, yeah. like, it was some horrifying shit, like some shit that I was just like, what the fuck? But, you know, I just, somehow I was able to just like forget that shit. What's like, some of the craziest shit that happened? Um, Some crazy stuff. Well, you know, well, personally or what I've seen. Well, I've seen some wild shit, man. Like, you know, I've, I, I, so one of the things when, when I went to Attica prison, like, you know, that prison was notorious for uh, the police brutality in there. They didn't have cameras in there. And um, the officers ruled with an iron club. Like, you know, they, they were on it. You know what I'm saying? As soon as you get off the bus, they tell you, listen, we don't give a fuck what you do to each other. You guys can kill each other. You, I, we don't give a fuck. We, you guys, once you guys get in the yard, go ahead. You know what I'm saying? But if you touch one of our police officers, if you touch one of our officers, you're gonna die. You're gonna die. That's it. You know what I'm saying? And I was like, what the fuck? Like, all right, like <laughs> some gang me. shit. Just yeah. fuck me then. Yeah, <laughs> like, like, all right. Yeah. So you know, it was just, and then the way that they ran their prison, it was just like. When you walked, there there could be a thousand people walking the hallway. Maybe not a thousand, but like, all right, let's say 300 people walking from like the block to the yard, right? And it's 300 people on this line and then 300 people on this line. So like this, right? And you won't, you can hear a pin drop. All you hear is the feet. And then all you hear is the sticks. Boom, boom, two knocks. That's straight stop or you know what I'm saying three knocks is like turn and that's all you hear and if you even make a sound they are gonna one they're gonna pull you over they're gonna let everybody walk out they're gonna put you on a wall right and then once everybody once all the lines go throughout the door you're you will be standing there on the wall with like fucking 15 gigantic ass like officers like big bear looking motherfuckers like dudes that been upstate and never left the jungle like the mountains and shit <laughs> like they eat goat milk yeah. like they grew up on goat milk that makes them big as hell just grizzly motherfuckers yeah, yeah giants like and they just standing behind you and they're just like you know they'll 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 put you on a wall they'll say hands on a wall and and then they'll put your spread your feet but they'll spread your feet far so it's like you know what I'm saying and then if you even go like this, that's it. Once you turn your head, that's it. They're going to fuck you. Like, they're going to... I've seen so many people die like that. Like, just, like, getting beat by the police officers and they don't make it back to the cell. I've seen that several times. You know what I mean? I've seen officers... I heard, like, my neighbor, like, the person that was next to me, he didn't speak English in Rikers Island. And the officer that, like, we had a riot in the house... Right. This person didn't have anything to do with it. You know what I'm saying? But we had a riot in the house. And finally, when the officers was able to subdue everybody and get everybody in the cell, they were going into these cells and like like telling people to search them. Right. So the the, the guy who spoke Spanish, he was just like, what? And like, you know what I'm saying? The, the officers told him he didn't say he didn't move or respond or what they went in there, beat him to death. Like you heard, boom, like, like, like like swinging for his head, missing and hitting the, the, 
the wall and the wall isn't like this type of wall. It's like a thin little metal wall and you just hit it, boom, and you hear the shit reverberating. And you hear him, ah, ah, and you hear the last ahs going like, ah, ah, like, you know what I'm saying? And then he's dead. The next morning they put a yellow tape in front of his fucking cell and we went on about our day. How did they get away with shit like this? Yo, man, you know? Uh, they just were like, oh, he was in like a gang fight and that's the end of the story. Right. I mean, of course they do investigations and people, you know, you know, whatever. But yeah, that they, they for now, now uh, they changed the prison system a lot. It's a lot. The, the officers can't do that no more like, like that. They put um, cameras everywhere and stuff. So it's harder for them to do that. But for a good amount of time, that's what they were doing. They, they were just like, you know, abusing their power. How the fuck do you like mentally deal with that shit? I, I couldn't even imagine. Like I can't even imagine trying to compartmentalize hearing somebody get murdered by people who are supposed to be the upstanding citizen. Right. Because they're the ones that are supposed to be good people, quote unquote. Yeah, but they they be having more issues than us. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. They be having issues. They They come in and take their issues out on us. You know what I'm saying? And I guess it's crazy because, you know, like we did that on the street, like, you know, we have our issues or whatever, and then we take it out on, you know, whoever we robbed or whoever we stole from or whoever we, and then we go to jail and then the officers in turn, you know, take out their, their shit on us. Like, and they get paid you know, to do it though. And they get paid to do it, you know? So they, they, uh, you know, if they have issues at home, wife, their kids or whatever, their wife is sleeping with the mailman or whoever, their best friend. They come in there and they unload that on us. You know what I'm saying? And um, yeah, that was that was my reality for a little bit. Yeah. That is fucking frightening, man. Right. I can't yeah. I can't deal. I can't deal with that shit. I, I wouldn't want you to. It's not something that you should deal with. That's fucking insane, man. Cause you know, we've we've like we had the conversation, people were like, What would you do in prison? I'd kill myself. I can't survive that no, shit. I don't think you would kill yourself, though. You you definitely, you would definitely find it. Cause you know what I said? I said when they when they gave me 10, when they gave me 10 years, I was like, what? What am I gonna do with my life? Yeah. Like 10 years? Like of your best years. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I'm it's over. Yeah. But I was 19 saying that, like you know, yeah, what I'm yeah, saying? yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but you do once, once you're, once I got to the third, fourth, fifth year, it was just like, all right, you know, it is what it is, and you know, it was just, you just come like, you just become like, you know, um, numb to it, you know, and then time just starts going by. Yeah, man, that's crazy. Next thing you know, you're making fucking trash bag burritos and shit. Trash bag burritos, that's <laughs> yeah, crazy. You know what I'm saying? That's fucking wild, man. Like, it's kind of crazy to see how much you've, like, taken this experience and, you know, transformed your life. Because a lot of people don't do that. They become right. institutionalized. Like, this is a part of the, the, a chapter of their life that never ends. They, they go in, they go out, they go back in, they go in. And I've, you know, personal friends of mine, like, you know, we, you know, in Korea, we call them Youngs. They're still doing the same shit. And I'll hear, I don't, I'm not really connected with them anymore because I can't be because they're still doing dirt. You know, but they're saying like, yeah, he just went back into prison. He'll be out in a couple of years. It's like, fuck. And they're like, you know, 38, 39, 40. And they're still doing the same shit because they're so, it's almost like that jail cell and that lifestyle becomes their comfort. Yeah, that was me for a long time. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, 
glad it was me like younger. Like, cause it'd be crazy if I still had that issue now. But when I was younger, like I just couldn't stay, I, I couldn't stay out. You know, like I'll come home, be home for three months, five months, get locked back up doing some dumb shit. Uh, come home for for a long time, a year was my longest time that I was home. And I would just always just keep on going back, back, back. Like, where is he now? Back. So, you know, I could definitely understand that. And I'm so glad that, you know, it's not like that no more. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't want to go back, you know? Um, and because it was like, I, I was watching, like, I was seeing all these old people coming in with new numbers. How much, How long you got? Five years, 10 years, 15 years. Oh, I just came home from doing 20 years. You was home for six months and now you got another 15 years. Fuck, and I'm man. just like, man, <laughs> no. Yeah. I can't do that, man. Like, I just, I can't, I can't envision myself dying in there, you know? What's the thing that you enjoy the most, you know, being out of prison? Like, what's the thing that you kind of appreciate about your freedom the most? Sex. <laughs> Let's go, baby. Pussy. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't know if I could say it. I didn't want to, you know, but yeah, that. Hey, say whatever the fuck you want on this goddamn podcast. <laughs> Who the fuck cares? He's a pussy. <laughs> Let's go. That's funny. Yeah, but that's definitely one of the things that I miss the most. You know, of course, you know, you know, my family, being with my mom, stuff like that. But pussy, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, that's the other thing that I'm thinking about. Is like, how the fuck are all these dudes in prison, and you guys can't get pussy for that long? That shit's Yo, rough, bro. It's 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 really a deciding factor for you, for me, man. Like, yeah. no, I never like, going bro, back. Like, yeah, I'd never. Nah, hell no, because it's just you know I like sex too much for me not to have it. You bro, know I tell saying? you this: if I'm in prison for ten years and I get pussy once, dude, I'm crying. Like, I'm literally crying as we're fucking. Like, just fucking, just bawling. Yeah. It's 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 bad, and then like it's also like people like you know. Um, they make like makeshift pussies. The fucking fifis and shit. Yeah, fifis. And in, in, in New York, we call them Susies. Oh my God. Yeah. Dog, I saw, see, this is the thing too. Like, I've never been to prison, but you know, all the homies tell me about the shit. Yeah, this guy has an infatuation with that shit. He be studying, he be watching all that shit. <laughs> I, listen, I, I love, like, my, my habit that I have, and this is why I have a random, like, just this textbook dictionary of knowledge. It's like, if something interests me for a second, I'm reading about it down to the T. You know what I mean? And I have like this random like knowledge about shit because I'm so fucking curious about stuff. And so like just that that too, like it's weird, like the different names of something. And I want to know, it's like, how the fuck? Who the fuck was, we need the documentary on the Fifi guy. Who the fuck's this guy? <laughs> Who's the Fifi guy? Yeah, the Fifi guy and the fucking Dookie Burrito dude need to have a conversation on one table. And like, how'd that's, you do this? Like, how'd you do this? That's funny. <laughs> that's just fucking wild to me, man. See, this guy, don't go to jail. Nah, you need no, pussy. It's, trash. it's <laughs> and jail is so bad, like it's just not worth it. Like you know, it sometimes some things is worth it. You know what I'm saying? Like you know, some things would be worth it for me, but a lot of things, most of the things, is just not worth it. Like you know, it's just, they just strip you of your humanity. They strip you of your like your you know. They strip you of being a human. They really do. Because the first thing they do is they strip you butt-ass naked. And then, they, you know, you got to fucking turn around and spread your ass cheeks for another man. 
You got to cough. You got to do that like a lot though. Like every time you go on a visit, like you got to, when you Just get on a visit floor, shit in there, yeah. yeah, you got to strap your pants and turn around and spread your, sh- like bend over and spread. So you have another man. I've never seen my asshole before. Have you ever seen your asshole? No. Right. I've never, I don't know what my asshole I'm looks like. I'm not flexible like. enough and I'm But another fat. man has seen my asshole before and like another random person has seen my asshole, a bunch of them have seen. I just don't, always made me uncomfortable. Like, Yeah, I don't think I could ever just, that's probably the most scarring thing about prison is like somebody just digging into my ass. It's like, hold on a second, bro. If I if I knew a CO that always fucked with me and he was going to check my ass, I ain't wiping. I'm like, you about to see everything. Here we go. Well, let's go, dude. <laughs> I'm dead. He said I'm not wiping. He's gonna hate me. He's like, "Yep, I saved this fresh ass dookie for you. Enjoy, bitch." I would fucking hate him. (laughs) I can't deal with that shit, man. Oh, before we end this podcast, man, like, what what are you working on? Like, what's your what's your next shit? Um. Oh. Uh. Well, the thing that I really wanted to talk about here was uh the petition that we started for um citizen app. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Asian languages on their app. And if you don't know what Citizen app is, it's an app that tells you what's happening within your community in real time. So um, a lot of a lot of the, the mate, so Citizen app is in um, 60 major cities, 10 million users. So it's already up and running, but they don't have it available in Asian languages, only in English and Spanish. So what happens is like, say somebody say you're in New York City or you're in San Francisco or wherever the hell you're at and uh, somebody is on the street um, attacking somebody or or just not even attacking anybody, just like, you know, harassing people, right? Somebody's going to put it like, oh, upload it and then- incident happening here, boom, and then you'll see it, right? So now if you see somebody doing some crazy stuff, right, um, you know, our grandmothers or anybody, if, you know, of course they would have to learn how to use it and stuff like that. Um, If it was accessible for them in their language, then they would be able to see like, okay, maybe it's not time for me to travel right now. Now it's time. Now it's not the time for me. I'm not going to go outside. I'm not going to go to the train station. I'm not going to go shopping right now. I'm just going to stay inside. Um, And that's so important because it's in real time. You know, our people like Asian people, like, you know, our, our grandmothers and mothers and, you know, people that can't read or speak English, um, they got to depend on the news to find out what's going on, you know, in their community. And the English news is first, but they're not going to report it until like at least an hour or two hours later. And the Chinese, Korean and everybody, all the other news is they ain't going to report it until like five hours later. So you have a window period of all of this time that, these people in this area are not even going to know what's going on right down their block. So for instance, this is Brooklyn shooting, right? In, in, in Brooklyn. And let's just say the dude was shooting, he shot the train and he's walking around, you know, shooting people, picking people off. If that app now, now let's say there's a grandmother that's coming down. She's getting dressed, putting on her jacket, you know, and getting ready to go to the train station, right? She's walking out, and she walks down. So let's just say she walks to the direction of the shooter. Boom. You know what I'm saying? Now, it's game over. Now, if she had the app, you know, and it reported, oh, boom. What does it say? Shooting in this vicinity. Oh, it's right here. <laughs> Close the door. 
I'm not going outside and then until it's over. You know what I'm saying? And that's a useful tool. It's very, very important tool that. Yeah. Um, and I, I think like all older Asian people too, they kind of like trust the system a little too much. You know, they think that they walk outside, you know, this is America, there's cops, I should be safe. And it's, oh, really, it's changing. Yeah. Yeah. It's changing. Yeah. So they need to, you know, be a little bit, you know, a little more street smart about that shit. You know, especially because like, you know, I feel like specifically in New York when I'm, when I see like Chinatown, right. They think, oh, you know, everybody's Chinese here. You know, and they kind of have that guard down because it's an area they grew up in for the past 50, 60 years, you know, uh-huh. but the area is different now. Right. You know, there's fucking crazy people. There's a bunch of crackheads walking around, a bunch of psychopaths. Right. And, you know, the neighborhood that they grew up in, it's not the same. It's not the same. So it's, it's so we have a petition to get um, Asian languages onto the citizen app. So we're trying to get citizen app is, you know, and it, it boggles my mind that if they, they, they're their entire staff, not their entire staff, but there's the majority of their engineers are Asian, right? They're, they're Asian, you know, they're Chinese, they're Korean, they're whatever, right? And the language isn't on there. So, you know, I had spoken to them like about a year ago and they said, you know, they would, they would look in, they, you know, they would work on it. But a year after, they're, they're still not on there, but it's because nobody's, Nobody speaking up about it. Nobody yeah. speaking up about it, right? So if you have an app that's useful for the people, it needs to be available, especially with all of this stuff that's happening. It should be fair. It should be available for us too, you know. So um, especially large populations that of us in these cities. Um, so yeah, we started a petition. You can find a petition on um, it's change.org. You could just put uh, citizen language or. You can um, click the link in my bio on my Instagram at China Mac. Um, yeah, that's what I got going on. That's very important. So if you, you know, if 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 you ever thought about, hey, what can I do? Like, what 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 can I do to help? It's things like this, you know, what I'm saying, like, you know, this this could help. And one step at a time. So everybody, go sign that petition and let's let's get citizens to uh to 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 listen to us, you know. And also, what else am I working on? Um, Mac Eats. I've been on Mac Eats. I got a bunch of episodes coming out. Uh, and, you know, that's about it. You know, just creating content and working on my book. I've been writing a book. You know, Oh, shit. That's going to be an interesting-ass book. That's for sure. Goddamn. Right. Yeah. So I've been working on that really hard. I'm like about 75% done with it. So, yeah, that's my... That's my... Um, that's what I got going on, man. That's dope, man. Well, you could check... All your socials is China Mac, right? Yeah, China Mac. Uh, my YouTube is China Mac TV. So those are my two major, like, two where I really go. So y'all could check me out on China Mac TV on YouTube and China Mac on Instagram. Okay, well, check them out there. Genius Brains every Sundays at 12 p.m. Uh, and we'll see you all next time, man. Give them a follow. And then uh, make sure that you guys go ahead and sign that petition for the Citizen App. It's super important. If you guys want to see what you can do, for your community or just people in general, hit that link and then you'll see it in the description below. See y'all next time. Peace. Let's get it. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, It can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that. 
and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.